Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 23rd of January 2021. And the title of this episode is Rouse That Shook the Tabletop Hobby This Week. It's been a strange week. I don't know about you, but I'm still struggling to get into the swing of our regular routine. Time seems scarce. The tabletop scene seems a little choppy too. I'm tracking Kickstarter launches and we're nearly back to pre-Christmas levels. And I think that's a good sign. However, this week there have been two different rows from the broader industry that have taken the shine off things. The first up involves the designer Danielle Tashini. Tashini's done RPGs, Magic the Gathering, before moving into board games. And Tashini gave an interview that dug into the dangerous topic of races and racial stereotypes in fantasy. He gave it in Italian. At best, it was ill-conceived, and at worst, it was short-sightedly racist. The publisher of some of his games, Board and Dice, asked for an apology, and they were not happy with the response, and so they cut ties with Tashini and said so publicly. Let's be frank, many people cheered Board and Dice for their quick and clear action. Others, though, thought things had gone wrong. A statement I've seen frequently is that American values are being applied to something said in Europe, or that American values are judging a comment made in Italy. It's a cultural clash, they say. However, no, Board and Dice is a European company. It's Polish. The other off-used remark in Tashini's defence is that the translation from Italian to English is the basis of the outrage, and that the translation makes it worse than it was. And as you know, I barely speak English, so I certainly cannot evaluate the translation myself. People with more skill have, and they've said it's accurate. Tashini himself has now said he's deeply ashamed of what happened, especially now he sees how the words read in English. The other row is a sexism one. At the centre of it is the CEO of Fun Again Games, Jeff DeBoer, who waded into a heated social media exchange and made things so much worse. I made the editorial decision not to show any of the screenshots made by other people of the exchange because the customer involved has made no public statement. However, I've read the exchange, and like the Tashini incident, your view of what was said will probably land on a scale. De Boer either tried condescending humour to divert a row or just waded in with sexist remarks. Braincrack Games, who were using Fun Again for Kickstarter fulfilment, were sure that the remarks were inappropriate, and they cut ties. I think what happened next is both surprising and heartening. A few days later, Fun Again posted about a management change. You can read the full statement on Geek Native, but in summary, it says that the staff of Fun Again made it clear that they could not accept Deboer's comments either, and they asked him to go. So, while Deboer still owns the company, he is no longer in the management. The statement begins, Let it be known that we, the 25 full-time employees of Fun Again Games and Fun Again Logistics, do not condone in any way the words of Jeff Deboer, the company's CEO slash owner, in his recent social media comments. There is zero justification for his words, and it pains us to see the hurt he caused. So, why is this surprising and heartening? 
Well, I didn't expect anything else to happen except for Funnigan Games to lose more business. Instead, Funnigan probably has arrested that loss through quick action. While DeBoer still owns the company, there were consequences for his actions. Obviously, we don't really know what happened behind the scenes. Did the staff really rise up in protest? Is this all careful spin NPR? Who knows? But as long as it looks like staff can say, hey, that's not right, to management, and affect a change, then I think it's a good result. Right, okay, let's find some happier news and less controversial news. Wizards of the Coast have made Dungeons & Dragons Adventure Game a free download. This is the silver anniversary edition of the AD&D 2E starter set. It's a streamlined set of AD&D 2E rules and it will be enough for characters at levels 1 or 2, but after that you will need the full set of rules. It's nice to see out there there are gamers on social media saying that this is the box set that got them into the hobby. It was published back in 1999, so it isn't um, <clears throat> that old, and D&D 3 came out the following year. There are two bundles to know about. Neither are free, but both are supporting charities as usual. One is a bundle of holding deal for The Forbidden Lands. I think this is an interesting move by Free League Publishing. They had a great 2020 and look set for a healthy 2021 and more role players are getting interested in their games. So why take this OSR friendly hex crawl that would likely attract interest organically and do something as generous as making it and accessories available at low low prices in a bundle? Perhaps they are trying to build up the base so accessories planned for 2021 and maybe 2022 have more people to sell to. The other bundle is a comic one. Legendary comics are on Humble Bundle with a broad collection of titles. There's some Dracula in there, some Godzilla, some Pacific Rim, Krampus, yes, the Christmas Demon, and even Lost in Space. So perhaps not the most famous of comic book titles, but some name recognition. And there's certainly lots of choices. As usual, it's a tiered bundle, and the first is less than a quid, and it'll get you some access to download straight away. Speaking of choice, the Kickstarter for Savage Pathfinder is live. There are a core rulebook and an adventure path, as well as some supplements hanging on this Kickstarter, but fear not, it has already funded and doing very well. Savage Pathfinder is an RPG which takes the Savage World's Adventure Edition rules and applies them to Glorian setting of the D&D 3 spin-off Pathfinder. Frequently, you need a core copy of the Savage Worlds rulebook before you can use any of its settings. Not this time. This version of Pathfinder will be a complete game with a slightly modified Savage Worlds rule set in it. Geek Native has an exclusive look at a new 5e setting this week too. It's called Crystal Punk and it's a dark future of a fantasy magical world. In Crystal Punk, spells, souls, demons and infused crystals power a brutal technology. The Kickstarter is due out on the 3rd of February. And in the meantime, on the blog, you can check out the College of Momentum Bard subclass before anyone else can. There's also the Evolutionist and a short story from the setting. As I said at the start, Kickstarter projects are coming back. But this year does seem to have had a rocky start. For example, the UK Games Expo already has new dates. 
just a few months ago, this huge tabletop convention seemed bullish that it would run some sort of convention, even if it was socially distant. Now, they've pushed the dates back to the 30th of July to the 1st of August. I've updated the Geek Native RPG convention calendar and put together a blog post of some of the other changes. And then there's Brexit. Drive-through RPG and sister sites like the DMs Guild do not have it easy. Their print-on-demand partner, Lightning Source, has its European operation based in the UK. We've already seen shipping delays for titles coming from the UK to Europe, and that's what happens if you order print-on-demand from Europe off one of those sites. And in just a few weeks, the extra cost on deliveries now put in place due to Britain leaving the trading block will stop being absorbed by the business and will be put on customers. On top of that, Lightning Source has run the numbers and decided it has to stop supporting saddle stitch printing. Saddle stitch printing is essentially putting staples through the spine of pages to make a small book. The alternative is perfect bound, in which pages are glued to a spine. There are differences. I bet you've never had a stapled brochure fall apart in the way that you might have seen pages come loose from a spine. And perfect bound cannot be used on very small books at all. The page count must be at least 18. And the margins are different sizes as well. So some RPG publishers will have to change the designs of their print-on-demand titles. Outside the world of tabletop games, there's good news for Demon Slayer fans in America. The anime is about a young man who trains as a warrior and demon slayer after his family is attacked. It was a hugely popular, but brief, anime. Some shows run for years, but not this one. The Demon Slayer movie, called Musion Train, broke records in Japan. Now, Aniplex of America and Funimation is planning to take this feature-length animation to American cinemas. Well, let's hope there are still big screens left to show it on. Also, there's news in the world of anime that I think I'm missing a trick on. Netflix has said they'll run the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure spin-off, Thus Spoke Kishibi Rohan. Now, why do I think I'm missing a trick? Well, here in the UK, Netflix has Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, but only the first two arcs. And Kishibi Rohan is introduced in the third arc, Diamond is Unbreakable. So maybe Thus Spoke Kishibi Rohan isn't coming to the Netflix in the UK when it rolls out in the States in February. Or maybe Netflix will add the missing arcs. Or maybe they're planning to risk spoilers on air Thus Spoke Kishibi Rohan anyway. Lastly, Geek Native has two competitions that you might qualify for. If you are in the UK, then there's a copy of our mini circus to win. That's a card game in which you're trying to get animals into trains. And if you're in the States, then there's still time to win 50 bucks of Geek House coffee vouchers. And let's wrap there. Keep safe, stay out of melee range, and see you next week.